Gordon, hello. <laughs> Welcome back to Intimate Business with me, the Yogi Coder. Or if you'd like to call me Alejandra or Aleauste. Um, just for the record, whoever is just listening and not looking at the YouTube video, this time I am also recording a video and posting on my YouTube channel, which has been like off for years and I, I had a couple of videos before and I erased them all. But anyways, let's just jump into the subject that it has been requested by a lot of close friends of mine and close Instagram friends and close, um, yeah, people I know from outside the online world. In the background is not only my home office, but also some of my toddler's toys. Great. <laughs> I just noticed now. That's why I'm mentioning. Anyways, so how to achieve financial health in three steps and by achievable by everyone or anyone. First of all, I would like to start with explaining what I mean with financial health. Um, there are so many descriptions and definitions around financial health, whether it's financial independence and financial freedom and what's one mean and the other one. I'm just saying financial health because it's not about being free in the world or uh, being independent from anyone. It's just about being healthy today. Like your your behavior and your way of living financially should be healthy. And how to achieve that in three steps that you can start and do today <laughs> is is key for me to to share right now and it's it's been it's funny first of all apologies on my slow brain pregnancy is taking a toll on me and uh uh but it's been amazingly inspiring to see this kind of guidance and advice have tremendous effect on 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 close friends of mine so this is why I'm sharing here. Again, disclaimer, not again, the first time I make this disclaimer in this episode is I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not a certified um, psychologist, financial advisor or anything. So if you, I'm not going to tell you specifics on, on when, sh where should you be investing or anything. I'm just telling you the steps to take to get into a place for financial health. Because what I've seen is a lot of people in their 20s, in their 30s, um, the people that are surrounding me, I've they have not like they have not developed a good relationship with their finances, because it's it's funny. I live in Norway, and you would expect the system here to be teaching like financial personal finances as a subject, like in elementary school and in high school and something. But it they they don't do it, and I don't I don't know where it would be interesting if you guys are from a country that you receive education on personal finances. Tell me, like, send me a message, hit me on Instagram, send me um an email, go to my website, like, I don't know, but tell me, please, because I, I'm very curious. I just, I just find it shocking. There's no countries or there's, it's not like a normal subject, personal finances and how to do your taxes and how to manage your expenses and how, to, when you have an income, how, to, like, yeah, anyways. So because of that, a lot of people have very bad relationship with their finances and with their financial health, and they don't even know where to start. So here it is. I'm going to give it to you in very simple three steps. Number one, it doesn't matter what, like, your age, your background, your uh, moment in life, where we can talk about if you have de debt or not at the moment, but, but these three steps applies to everyone. 
They're almost like principles. But number one, first and foremost, prioritize your health. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, prioritize your health. What does that mean? I mean, invest in your health. Invest time, which is the most important, and money and effort. But more than money and effort is invest time on understanding what is it that's going to make you healthy mentally and physically. Physically and mentally should be one, but I feel the need of separating them so people understand how important it is to 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 know that you're mentally healthy to if you if you're going to therapy keep going to therapy if you're not try it out if you don't have the resources to do that maybe that's where you're going to invest your your first money investment um if you don't have the resources to do that even if you could invest there um i highly recommend journaling but anyways follow the steps that you need to take to prioritize your health mental and physical if you're overweight pay attention to that see like take some blood tests check if 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 you need any help <sighs> anyways i'm not gonna go into the details here and telling you how to get healthy point is if you're not healthy you cannot go to the second and third step that's just 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 simple if you're not healthy you cannot work if you're not healthy you cannot produce value if you're not healthy you cannot even spend the money in a smart way um or in a way that makes you happy so you cannot have a relationship if you're not mentally healthy i'm sorry because i just bumped the phone and it's gonna make a very big noise on the podcast listeners sorry about that guys um go and listen to the youtube video (laughs) If you can't just see my crazy way of speaking and how much I move my hands. It's so funny. I'm going to do a little parenthesis here because I'm being very distracted by the fact that I'm recording because it's like talking to another version of me in the camera, which is like overweight at the moment because I'm having a baby growing inside me and my whole body is swollen with water and um, and uh, and I move my hands more and everything than before I, I used to just click record and encore and not not have anything in front of me so that's a bit of a challenge with this and, and, and distraction so i i appreciate your patience <laughs> let's continue so if you if, i'm not going to go into details again because i don't want to make this an infinite and i'm not a doctor i'm not going to tell you exactly which steps to take to stay healthy but the point being if you like it's an obvious thing but if you're not healthy, you cannot go to work. If you're not mentally and physically healthy, you cannot produce, you cannot learn, you cannot develop, you cannot produce value for society, therefore get value for yourself, therefore be able to spend. So, yeah, you <laughs> need to stay healthy. It's easy to say, I'm not saying I follow those things perfectly. I eat crap sometimes. I don't work hard as I should. Like, I'm not saying it's easy, but I know that if I don't feel healthy, nothing else works. If I feel that I have anxiety attacks or if I feel uh, depression or whatever, there's no way in hell I can produce or I can focus in producing or investing uh, my, my money or yeah, creating wealth in any way. So that's just, that's just obvious, but apparently needs to be reminded to people. So whatever you have to make a decision, whenever you have to make a decision, Think about that, that your priority is being healthy. And if it doesn't contribute or it contributes negatively to your health, you should not choose that. That's it. But just like keep it in, on top of your mind in your everyday decisions. So uh, should I do this or that? Should I go for a quick run workout? Yes. 
it's gonna help you uh quick uh tip i've experienced this um a lot with my husband when he's like he works a lot <laughs> he loves working but he loves a lot all the time and sometimes in his amazing concentrating he can focus anywhere and everywhere like literally he can be he can be in the middle of a party and he can be like emailing and like super sharp focus like looking at numbers and stuff so his brain works in different ways but sometimes he gets stuck or tired or exhausted or angry or whatever and um and whenever i see that i immediately tell him like just go for a quick run and he literally it's just 15 minute run he goes out goes for a quick 15 20 minute run and comes back refreshed happier um yeah it's just it's just such an it's like it's like drugs <laughs> i've not tried drugs but i know the effects of drugs and it is like like i don't know another person would say do this drug and you're gonna feel more focused and better and like sharper or whatever well you don't have to do drugs you can just take your running shoes go out work out <laughs> get on a bike or something sweat a bit and um and your brain produces the drugs you need to to come back to focus and sharpness and make you healthier and happier person <laughs> to, to, to produce more. But um but I'm just I'm just sharing a little bit of an example of how in an everyday situation you can remember that you cannot just keep going working, working, working if you're stuck and you're feeling bad. Uh, but if you take a break and say, I'm going to go for a run, or I'm going to do this, or I, I have to stop, I have to drink water. I, like, there's basic stuff that we forget to, to do because we are, like, always running. And uh, and you know, a quick example I can also give. I'm a mom. I I work. I do everything. <laughs> and um, if I don't stay healthy and if I don't prioritize staying hydrated, trying to stay healthy mentally, physically, etc., I cannot be a good mom. I cannot be there for my family. I cannot be there for my business. I cannot be there for my job. So, uh, yeah. So, 10 minutes. Yeah, 10 minutes to tell you. Step number one, prioritize your health. <laughs> I hope this has been redundant enough that you understand it and put it in practice in your everyday decision making. Because if you don't have health, you cannot go to step number two, which is, and it's key, it never ends. And I hope you don't see this as an exhausting activity, but more like an exciting, happy, motivating thing, which is always, always continuously learn something. Acquire a new skill. Whether it is something like, okay, you're a software engineer and you want to acquire new new like skills and technologies da, 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 da. or you just learn to take great photographs and you can sell later or you just learn to i don't know what is it like harvest something <laughs> whatever skill set you're always continuously learning something new that can or is valuable for society the key is that it's valuable for society. You can choose how valuable it is, right? And, and, and how valuable it is depends on how many people know how to do it. So that's why technology and uh, like the latest technology is the most attractive for some people because very few people know it. Therefore, it's very highly compensated. But if you're always learning something new, you're always putting yourself in a position of capability of creating value for society meaning 
society is going to value whatever you're doing. Therefore, they're going to pay you for it. Therefore, you're going to create value for yourself. Sounds obvious and sounds very theoretical, but I can give you some quick examples. So growing up, uh, me and some different friends, depending on our, on our yeah, personalities and what we like to do and stuff. Some worked as uh, waiters and waitresses in service and some worked in sales uh, selling stuff on, on the phone, some work like taking care of children, so like, but all these skills sets like teaches you something new. I, I remember I took a training, an eight mo- month training to become a teacher and uh, of a second language. And, and then that actually gave me the opportunity to teach at a school, a Canadian school, that, that allowed me to have a very good income, which allowed me to have, uh, yeah, to save money and invest but also to to be able to travel and pay for things myself when I was just a teenager this is just an example right like if and and if at some point in my career I was tired and I just wanted to travel the world or whatever I could have this certificate or I could have this experience of being a teacher for adults for their second language to to work anywhere and everywhere right so it's um it was a skill that I acquired right at that moment another example I can give is like I think I was 17 18 I don't remember but I I, I, I became interested in photography and uh, this is nothing to do with my like path or professional path or career I studied industrial engineering with a major in statistics nothing to do with this but <laughs> I worked as an assistant photographer like a photo assistant for a photographer that was very famous and I learned so much not only about photography but I learned so much about the business and how it works and the relationship and in and out or whatever I'm not claiming that I'm um, because this photographer is like a worldwide winner like international uh yeah, winner of prices and just like a professional true photographer. But if I wanted to create a business of simple photography for, I don't know, kindergarten children, I'm giving you tips here, guys. <laughs> um, graduation and, and whatever. I I know the structure of a business. I know how it works. I know the basics. I could I could just launch a business right now that is based on photography, simple, not artistic. So I'm not an artist. I didn't study for that. Um, but it's a skill set that I acquired because I was continuously learning something new. So this example is just to show you that it doesn't have to be whatever you studied or something specifically. As long as you're always acquiring a new skill that is that produces value for society. So that's step number two. And it shouldn't be like, oh, fuck, I need to acquire a new skill to what I'm doing. If you analyze your your hobbies and what you're doing, you most likely are acquiring something or are, are excited about acquiring some new knowledge that you didn't have before. Another example I can give right now, I'm in my turn to leave. So I'm very happy about not being not, not, not having to work. And I have... um. So we just moved this year to a new house and there are some spaces that we need to refurbish. And I'm learning and I want to buy stuff to refurbish like, yeah, the walls and paint them and fix some things. And I have to fix some furniture and I'm learning. I have never done this before. And it's a skill that might sound stupid and not valuable at all. But first of all, in Norway, the the handwork is very expensive. Second of all, if I actually enjoy it, there is a... There is a flipping furniture market opportunity, right? Like how many people on Instagram have you seen that they just started like acquiring different furniture for free? 
in the dumpster and just like sanding and painting it fun and selling it online on Facebook Marketplace uh, and making a lot of money with it. So it's just, I'm just showing how simple little things that you might think of nothing to do with business, nothing to do with making money, nothing to do with like producing an income. As long as you keep yourself active and you keep yourself in your brain acquiring new skills um, that that bring value <laughs> to society and, and, and to the world, you're always going to be ready or you're always going to have a tool or a weapon, I would like to call it. You will always have a weapon to be able to fight back to with, with the world whenever you need to, if, if you lose your job, if like right now, Everybody got, not everybody, but like 20% of employees of Snapchat got, got fired. And uh, believe me, they're in tech. They're going to find a job like this. So there's no issue there. But it's a tough realization. I think most people uh, working in tech that have a good, in- a good income, uh, it's like a shock to lose your job. And you start like reanalyzing or like... Yeah, analyzing your life and your decisions and what you want to do and all those things. But just like the ability of having a broad spectrum of options, um, even if you choose to be employed, that's exactly the same again and keep growing the same path or whatever. Just healthy to have options and to know that you can land on your feet, that you can feed your family, that you can feed yourself, that you can pay your rent or pay your mortgage or whatever, no matter what happens, because you are, you have built this this skill set of different things that you can produce something uh, and if you are healthy because we just covered that in the first step if you're mentally healthy you're going to feel confident uh, that you could just do some some of those <laughs> some of those things that can produce money for you right so yes number one be healthy number two always acquire knowledge and in the more traditional context course always acquire knowledge on your field if you want to if you're comfortable and confident and only in your own professional path and you are like uh, okay i'm a software engineer or i'm a marketer so i'm a marketer i studied industrial engineering i've been doing random stuff around but my my 10 plus years of experience has been in growth development and marketing so um, if I wanted to keep myself in that field, uh, I'm always learning, but I'm always learning there. Like just, just a normal thing to stay updated. I'm always, I'm subscribed to newsletters that are related to growth and marketing and tech. I'm subscribed to, to, yeah, like newspapers around that. I, I read cases. I challenge, I, I do consulting every once in a while just to go through the process of having a challenge to, to be, able to grow a new business, whether it's B2B or B2C or whatever. And um, and it pushes you to learn the new techniques, the new platforms, if TikTok is worth it, which markets, why, what type of industries. Da, 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 da. So I'm always learning around marketing and business growth, naturally, because I'm interested in it. And it's my field, but not because it's not a pressure. It's not that I have to. And I just feel like super stressed because I have to be continuously, it's just like a natural thing I do because I enjoy it. And at the same time, I'm acquiring skills in different areas as hobbies. But when I do analyze it, I realize that if shit hit the fan and uh, there was no job to find in technology or in whatever, I could run a business in this, that, that, because throughout life, I acquired all these skill sets and 
yeah, that allow me to produce value, which means people are willing to pay for that value and I get an income. So I hope that's um, clear. <laughs> After another 10 minutes of explaining step number two, continuously learning and acquiring new skills, uh, but in a way that it's not painful, please, in a way that it's natural and it's just part of your life style and at the same time i have to tell you if you're not continuously learning something new in whatever field you are you're going to stay behind and you're going to be useless very soon and it doesn't apply only to technology jobs like everything's tech as we have discussed before everything uses technology so now every company can be calling itself tech company but um but even in the past, if you were an architect and you have not, if you were not updating yourself in new ways of construction and new ways of uh, avoiding earthquakes to make the buildings fall, and, <laughs> I don't know, and design and how to design a building that is actually smart and is able to take the energy in a smart way. If you didn't update yourself all the time, you were going to become useless. If you're a doctor and you only have the knowledge of 30 years ago, you won't understand the, the, the diseases and the diagnosis of that has happened in the last 10, 15 years. Doctors have to update themselves so, so much. They read so much. They have all these journals and papers and they have to go to these congresses where they um, see the studies and the new ways of doing things and the new diseases. Blah, blah, blah. So they have like any job you can think of, you will always, it's always evolving. Thank God. <laughs> it's always growing and it's always changing because things, if you read Factfulness, the book, <laughs> you'll see that things are improving because they're changing and they're evolving. So every field should always be requiring their talent and their people to continuously be learning. But yeah, that's step number two. After that step number two, then you are equipped to produce an income, right? The key <laughs> to stay healthy is... Now you're able to produce income. You're healthy mentally and physically to be able to cre create value that produces, uh, cre yeah, to work on something that creates value for society so it produces an income for you in one way or another one. But that income has to be managed. And the third and last step for <laughs> financial health is maintaining your lifestyle under your expenses. Sorry, your expenses, your lifestyle under lower <laughs> your income. Meaning for every dollar you earn, don't spend $1.5. <laughs> for every $100 you earn, you should be spending freaking 50 or at most $80. The point being is, I have to say this. If you are mentally healthy, you won't need to overspend and to like satisfy your, I don't know, emotional needs with acquiring objects. But um, no matter what context you are, no matter where you are in the world, I don't, I don't want to talk about specific specific numbers because it's, it's very different, whatever, in, 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 in any, like, it's very different depending on where you live and how you live and everything. But if you're watching this video, you have access to internet, uh, you're listening to this podcast, you're also having access to internet, most likely a mobile phone or a smartphone. Um, you are lucky enough to have access to all this. So doesn't matter how much you're earning. The key is to maintain your lifestyle 
when I call it lifestyle, I just don't, I don't want to call it only like your expenses under your income, but your lifestyle, your, your lifestyle is, is, is made out of everything you need to, to live every day and to be happy, right? And that can be like, I need every day to have delivered fresh breakfast to my house and that costs a lot. That's your need and that's the lifestyle you created, right? Or maybe the other lifestyle you created is like you wake up every day, you make your own bread and you love the moment and the patience that it takes because you have the time, da, 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 right? So, so that's what I mean with lifestyle. Create the life and and the needs around your life that, that are always under the income what what usually happens is um from people i know close friends of mine is that they started working and they started getting very good jobs and very good incomes and they didn't nobody taught them how excel works and how <laughs> you can just put a column with like expenses income subtract remaining <laughs> You can just do that and see, well, where are you spending your money at? And yeah, housing, how how much you should be spending in housing, how much you should be spending on transportation or entertainment or food or this or that or whatever. There are so many rules on the internet, you can just go and Google them. But um, my point is not telling you here how you should be living your life, whatever you want. If you like to be luxurious in some areas, if you love to travel expensive, if you love to buy branded stuff which I hate but <laughs> I respect whoever likes to pay for that the reason I hate branded stuff this is why people think I'm cheap but I'm actually not cheap I'm very easily yeah I, I easily spend without a problem the reason why I don't buy expensive brands first I don't like the brands I don't like the logos and stuff like that because it's just a whole fucked up society and I I do marketing so I know what's behind it but I also know price <laughs> theory so I know what goes into pricing expensive things. So I claim to be smart enough to value quality over brand and over pricing theory and understanding where where you should invest your value. So because I, I it's my ego who demands me to feel smart enough to not spend in stupid brands. So that that's the reason I don't like brands. But <laughs> But I'm not judging. I might judge inside, but I don't judge whoever. Whatever makes you happy, define what your lifestyle is, but just make sure that you're spending less than what you're producing. That's just simple as that. And I'm not going to hear, like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, you should be having less than 30% in your housing. You should be having 10% of this. Health. I'm not going to tell you the details. You can Google that. You can figure out for yourself. We can talk about it in a different podcast. My point being is, do an Excel, sum up everything, your like your expenses that create the lifestyle you're having now and, and, and take a minute to evaluate if that makes you happy. Because you might be spending too much on things that make you zero happy and too little on things that actually make you a lot happier. So you can just switch that and spend more on the things that create more value and happiness for yourself. So... Just take the exercise of writing down on, on Excel or a Google spreadsheet. Oh, sorry, I literally just burped on, on the internet. Great. Classy. <laughs> I'm going to excuse myself with the huge belly I have here. And uh, yeah, 
Anyways, <laughs> uh, take the time, write down your expenses, analyze them if you have. Just make sure that at least 20% of those expenses are, sorry, uh, th that at least you have an increment of 20% after subtracting uh, your expenses from your income. So the total of your income, your net, please, net income after taxes, subtract all your expenses and you should have a remaining 20%. Hopefully, the more you grow your income, the more percentage you have to uh, to save or to invest remaining. So my biggest recommendation is, what, what, I think, I don't know if I went through the whole process, but anyways, you get a job, you get, you get a higher income, and then people start spending more and spending more and thinking, oh, now I have a 30%, uh, sometimes you just double your your salary. It happened to me very early in my career. I would double my salary every job I would change. And then I became independent and I tripled myself. Like it's just and then you think, oh, and then I should be able to buy this car and buy that and da, da, da. but you are able to buy those things. You're able to consume more. You're able because you just doubled your income. Great. But and in reality it doesn't double because taxes increase as you increase. <laughs> but that's not the point. But um, you are able to consume much more. But do you really want to? Does it really make you happy? Does it really, like, yeah, make you happy? <laughs> Does it really fulfill, like, needs that you have? Or can you keep your lifestyle and have uh, more relaxing this and that? Or more relaxed in the things that you enjoy doing? If you love traveling, you only travel once a year. Or if you only travel three times a year, but you love traveling and you just increase your salary, maybe you increase another trip when you are more flexible here and there and you but but you don't have to change your whole lifestyle if you know and you're aware of what makes you happy again if you're mentally healthy and you've gone through the process of understanding what makes you happy and investing in those things the more you grow financially in your income you're not going to have to directly proportionately grow your expenses and that's key don't directly proportionally is that a word because i'm doing it in spanish in my head Directamente proporcional. So don't grow your expenses directly proportionally with the increase of your income. <laughs> I don't know if I explain myself, but if you if you increase 20% of your income, don't increase your expenses 20%. And what mostly most times happen is that people do and they don't calculate these things and they actually increase it by 30% and they only increase 20% of their expenses and they have that and, da, 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 and that, that becomes crazy because you have to pay interest rates that are insane and stupid. Da, da, da. So because of all this, you should always, from the beginning, from the beginning, I recommend, I'm not a financial expert, actually a lot of economists and financial experts recommend the opposite because since you're young and they're assuming that you're going to be healthy and strong and producing money for so many more years, you should go into debt that is cheap so you, you're, yeah, so you're ahead in time or whatever, but I don't recommend that just out of mental health, <laughs> keep your freaking lifestyle low you don't need much to be happy and you're going to realize that if you do some introspection and you realize what makes you happy invest on in those things splurge on those things and make sure there's always a good um a good gap between how much you earn and how much you spend positive gap please <laughs> and then we can talk about it in a different video or in a different podcast we can talk about how you should invest that extra income you get <laughs> because you kept your lifestyle low but anyways just as a conclusion three steps invest in your or prioritize your health 
mentally and physically, which is easy, work out, eat well, <laughs> eat vegetables and fruits and work out, keep a journal or take therapy or do both for your mental health, keep your friends and family tied together, keep good relationships and that's going to make you mentally and emotionally healthy and chemically healthy in your brain. And uh, second, always be learning something and acquiring new skills and practicing them so you feel confident whenever you have to put them in practice and create a value you need to create for you to get paid for that value that you're creating for society. And third, keep your lifestyle under or like smaller than your income. Um, and I hope this helps. We can go into details. I can create a course where you get all of the tools and everything you need and how to build the habits to do all those things. But you don't need those things. You just need to understand them, the principles, and take action and apply them to your life and to your context. And I hope it helps. Let me know what you think. Let me know how you, ha how you have applied these principles in your life and how that has given you the... Ah, financial health, you need to be peaceful and rested and know like, oh, if I lose my job, I can support myself and I can support myself for some time while I figure things out. Oh, if I this happens, I can do other things. Oh, if I get sick, I can pay for this and this and that. Or there's an accident if there's some, I don't know, financial health that you are peaceful and know that you can take care of yourself even when your context around you might change because things change all the time. And hope that this is helpful and let me know. I hope to see you soon and I hope to go into labor next week. Wish me luck because this is the first time that I actually live all our child with C-section. So I'm pretty damn scared. I'm not going to talk about it here, but wish me luck. <laughs> Have a great day and thank you for watching and thank you for listening, guys. Stop. Uh-oh.